Hello everyone, welcome to Kiyomaka Conversations. I am your host, Jordan Rodriguez, the student at the Music Industry Seminar class at Kiyomaka College, and today I will be talking to Billy Gruff, a pop bedroom artist from Minnesota making music day in and day out, with thousands of listeners across YouTube, Spotify, and other platforms. And today, we will be talking about his music making process and his music career and aspirations regarding music. Enjoy. Welcome, Billy. How are you doing today? Hi, Jordan. How are you? Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty I'm good. I had, a, I had a strawberry smoothie today that had some weird stuff in it. Like, I had to put vanilla extract and then some blueberries. And it's just a mix of everything, but it tasted amazing. But it's Classic. You're in... Classic. Um, what time is it for you again? It's four o'clock, right? Or it's four nine. o'clock. Yep. Over here in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all the snow melted uh, because we already got our first layer of snow. But um, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice 60 degrees, I think. So. Well, yeah. let's, let's go and talk music now. So right. let's talk about your musical background. What's that look like? I see you got a guitar in the back and you have a couple songs already out. So tell me all about right. it. <laughs> right. For sure. So um, I guess my knowledge of music really starts when I start doing piano lessons around the age of seven. Um, you know, classic. My parents want you to, you know, want me to do an instrument. Yeah, everyone um, starts with piano somehow. Just a little. Right, <laughs> right. It's already, it was either that or guitar. So my parents chose piano for me. Um, and so I take that along with me. Um, and then I would move to Korea in 2012, mm-hmm. which would, um, I would meet a lot of new people, you know. Uh, but there was this one project in particular that we did in um, fifth grade where we had to make a project relating around Christmas for some reason. It's just what the fifth graders did. Uh, um, my friends decided to make a parody of a song um, for our project. And so from that project, we were like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, we'll keep making more parodies for each like holiday that we run into this year. Yeah. And so we did that. We made maybe like five or six. And the year after that, I moved back to Korea and would start writing my own songs out of like missing my friends because we used oh, to make I all see. these parodies. And I just make those on my school iPad. And then you use I would a evolve to my laptop. Right. Yeah. I use GarageBand. Yeah. All the way up until this year, I upgraded to Logic this year. Yeah, Logic. And I've just yeah. been learning all the way up to there. So, yeah, Logic and FL Studio. They're well, at least FL Studio is really ex- it's kind of expensive, but Logic is really good too. It's really good. Right. I mean, music is so expensive. I um, know, you know, um, Omnisphere that plugin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like six hundred dollars. <laughs> It's crazy. Right. I know. It's, I don't know. Music is really expensive. It's not just software. It's all instruments and, and little plugins and, you know, doodads and stuff. Uh, does the background of you writing songs for a holiday, does that take inspiration to your recent song about Halloween? Um, or is it was kind I, of more I, coincidental? I think it is more coincidental, but the fact that I start 
making rhymes, like start like lyrical songwriting was yeah. probably because of that. Yeah, I get it. So who would be your musical inspiration? I mean, someone has someone to look up to, so you know what to strive for, you know? So who's that for you? Right. So musically, oh, so back in middle school, I was a huge EDM nerd. Um, and I would probably give that inspiration to Zed. Oh, um, Zed's a good, yeah, I've heard of Zed songs. Uh, right. I believe, um, do you know the song mm-hmm. Ignite? It's from like a League of Legends world thing. I cannot say I have. I was probably just listening to the radio. I'm like, oh, Zed's Oh, okay, cool. yeah. All right, continue. Yeah, but um, so I liked EDM, but then somehow my taste shifted from EDM to rap for a little bit. Yeah. And then rap to lo-fi rap, and then lo-fi rap to lo-fi, and then like something this more indie kind of thing. And I really yeah. think that that shift was because of um, an artist called Cave Town. I, um, I was about I was about to say when I was listening to your songs, um, your most recent one, and then the I forgot what the name was, but it was, it was with a kazoo. The, as the oh kazoo. right, it was called. Doop yeah, um, it's not <laughs> Cave Town, and I'm a big fan of Cave Town, and. I see how you kind of took inspiration for that. So I'm like, is it Cave Town? And I remember you're on one of my live streams. You said, play some Cave Town, play some Cave Town. Like, I need to learn the song. But my favorite Cave Town song probably to be uh, Lemon Boy. I like that song a lot. Lemon Boy is good. Uh, and the thing with like Cave Town and all his songs, pretty much, it's it's such a warm type of feeling that I was yeah. low-key jealous of. I, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I kind of want to recreate that. So So then I started doing my own more indie-ish type things rather than like EDM. Yeah. What, another question, what gives you motivation to make music? What makes Billy get up and <laughs> go on Logic and just make stuff, you know? So um, music for me is kind of like a, uh, it's not only a creative outlet, but it's also like an emotional one. You know, I guess for my song, I won't be going trick-or-treating this year. It was about, um, you know, growing older and doing things or yeah. going out of things that you would usually do and I guess that's something that it's kind of distressful when you're growing up you realize oh I'm getting kind of old tell me about right. it <laughs> and um and so when I write songs it's always about or it's usually about whatever's happening in my life that might evoke emotion and so I hope to re- reflect that emotion onto whatever songs I write do any of your music take inspiration from other people's experiences? Maybe like maybe you'll write about a friend instead of yourself or something. You just hear about a cool concept, you know? Yeah, maybe um, like maybe less so like taking it an experience from another friend, but maybe more so um, making a situation in my head. Yeah, like making um, your own story. Right. It's like story writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now, something that can invoke emotion. So Yeah, I know with COVID, it's hard to perform for people in person. So, you know, us, us musicians, you're kind of stuck into making stuff on our own. But what would be your favorite song to perform for people? Well, I mean, I haven't really performed any of my own songs, really. The only songs I performed were at, like, piano recitals or, like, school band concerts. Oh, okay, I see. Um, and so, yeah, I don't really have much to say about this because, um, yeah. Well, um, if, if I, have, I wouldn't have song, much to perform. 
Oh, yeah, I see. But if you did have a song that you wanted to perform and get down and perform for people after COVID's over, what song would it be? I would think that, I mean, I won't be going trick-or-treating this year would be my go-to yeah, song. Yeah, I it's know just, that. Yeah. It's just something that I You're made myself. Right. And so I would want to showcase that myself. Yeah, it's um, doing really well right now. It just surpassed like 2.1K streams uh yeah i think so i'm just checking right now yeah and 10 um, of them were from me and three of them <laughs> were from no like four of them were from my girlfriend she likes the song a lot too so Aww. yeah right. but cool. um if you got yeah, 2k who would you, uh, who would you want to collaborate with i'm guessing maybe cave town right any <laughs> like in any inspiration would be cool yeah um but one other artist that i like really respect um musically at least is john bellion um, well, I've, I've heard of him before right so um um to describe him i just feel like um the way he produces his things is just very it's kind of like cave tom it's very warm mm-hmm. um especially in his newer music um and i just um i would no, I get I what you're saying. Him I get, like I get what a, you, yeah, I, I, I get what kind of words you're trying to spit out, but you know, right? Just, he has like a similar taste to Cave Town. You just like the way everything's produced. It's more, it's more pop-ish, more, um, yeah, more pop-ish. But it's uh, a lot of his music yeah. encompasses the same type of type of ambience. Yeah, kind of like, uh, and you said it was like a warm vibe, so it's kind of like drinking hot cocoa during winter kind of deal right like right after uh you come inside from shoveling the snow or something oh shoveling i've actually i've only seen snow once and because i'm in california so it barely (laughs) snows down south where i'm at uh and that snow was from california i'm assuming or were you somewhere else just visiting and like oh Oh, well where i was visiting it was like super up north it's like an hour past temecula so it's like i don't know if you know where that is but it's just in the mountains and it was it was snowing a little bit but now it's snowing really like pretty good but i only go there to work at my sister's shop so but she's out of town right now and I'm watching her dog. So, <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. So I'm like a dog sitter right now. Just keeping him busy. His name's actually yeah. monkey. Cause oh, classic. he dumps around everywhere. I don't know how a dog does that, but Aww. you'd be surprised. <laughs> that sounds sweet. Now cool what's your musical creative process like? Like, do you kind of stem everything? You have one idea and stick to it or how does that work? Um, so as I said, I start with like my emotions or whatever story I have in my head. Yeah. Um, but after that, like kind of brainstorming part, I would start off with chords and the way I come up with chords is either by like playing around, um, you know, on the guitar or sometimes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) or sometimes I don't tell anyone, maybe I'll go on tabs, search up a song I'm listening to. Yeah. Take the chords. (laughs) Um, but i don't do that of course i don't do that i uh, (laughs) no i always go on go on tabs sometimes but i'm more i like to look at the chords i like to visually see the chords and kind of make them out so that my fingers get adjusted to what i hear rather than just looking at it 
even though I'm learning how to read music and all that. But um, right. I understand that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, That's a- so you kind of just organize your emotions and then you start off with chords and then do you like to do drum next or bass next or vocals? Like, how does that go next? Right. So um, I would, when it comes to drums or bass first, um, I guess to me, they're almost the same type of part. They're like the groove. Um, yeah. And so how, whichever one I start with, um, as I make my way towards the vocals, I'll start to think of some lyrics and um, when it comes to actually recording, I'll just keep recording over and over some freestyles, right? And then yeah. some lyrics will stick, some won't. And um, and then eventually I'll get like a chorus or something. And then I'll just use that for the rest of the song. Yeah, it's like a trial and error kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have a hard time or like kind of producing songs more because I can write a song with just me and my guitar it's pretty not easy but it's easier for me but when I go into like my studio because I have my microphone I have my like I have every like you know what I mean and then kind of just get like writer's block it's kind of hard and you need to just try new things that you don't want to hear in order to get over that right and it's definitely starting the song is the hardest part yes but once of like writing the song because once you get the, the like snap, the click, and something that just fits, it's just so easy to, oh, let me add some chimes, let me add some this. And it's just layering that makes songs perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing I'd like to ask, how has the internet impacted your music platform? All right, this one's a fun one. So flashback to around seventh grade, right? I have my own YouTube channel. Yes, um, I... I- I forgot to mention you have a YouTube channel. You have like thirty thousand subscribers, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I got like forty six thousand. So oh, forty six thousand. My my bad. My yeah. Bad. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um. So the story with that is, I had my own YouTube channel. One day, I made this video called "Send Us Your Crush Without Context." Yes, um, I actually, just me badly actually watched that video and I sent it to my girlfriend. <laughs> it's so, um. Oh, I mean, that's sweet that you sent it to her. But like, I was in seventh grade. Yeah. I never would really expect um, for it to go anywhere that far. But it gave me a little following. I stuck with it for a little bit. But once I started losing subscribers, because I don't know, the content that I produced, I wouldn't blame them for leaving. Yeah. Once I started losing followers, I'd just go on hiatus a few months and then it turned into years. And so... um, yeah, when I came back, I had a little, uh, I had a little, I had a few people there. Still yeah, like a few, 000, a, so. a few were, the people that were real ones, you know what I mean? Right, the real ones. And so that was a fun thing. Um, and I guess that really helps, you know, to already have a little bit of something to come back to. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I was looking through your link tree i think and i was just seeing youtube oh no i think it was your tiktok i forgot where i found your youtube channel like dang he has a lot of subscribers i have like 47 47 subscribers but uh, i'm working on my own stuff too so hopefully i could hopefully i could catch up sometime i respect that but um i respect that it's definitely a lot harder to get a following on youtube than it is to other like exponentially growing platforms now like tiktok and 
you know, Instagram is just a lot more, I guess, prestige to that. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Yeah. The algorithms are a lot different. Yeah. And, um, and so I don't know, right now I'm kind of working on bringing my YouTube subscribers to like Instagram or my other socials. Cause yeah, I mean, to be honest, I feel like YouTube's dying a little bit, a little but, bit. Um, but I'm, I'm so grateful of the fan base that I have. Yeah. But, um, I feel like YouTube, say you have 30,000 on TikTok, I feel like it's a lot more prestigious that you have like 30,000 plus on YouTube because that is a harder thing to accomplish because that means you have to have consistent content, you know, it's like real videos, it's not 60 seconds long, it's not like 15 (laughs) seconds, you know. Yeah, um. But then again, if you just leave for two years, what good is yeah. you know, 46,000 subscribers if you're not going to post anything? But hey, you're coming <laughs> back. I'm guessing you're going to post more music stuff on there, right? Right, for sure. Yeah, I've been uh, working in the two years um, on a lot of music to come back to. So That's good. That's good. I have a lot of posts. Now, what are your long-term goals with your music career? Because it's kind of obvious that you have a passion for this. And it's something you probably want to keep going and make something out of it. So what are your goals for that? Right. So, um, so I'm in high school. I'm a sophomore. I have a lot of time to figure things out how I want to be when I grow up. Um, right now, I mean, I just really want to be like a full-time musician going straight into college, you know? Yeah. I could live comfortably <laughs> with music. That would be pretty sick. Um, but it also goes without saying that I have to have a backup plan and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess my goal would to be to live with writing music. Um, but if not, I'll have other goals in mind eventually. What, w- what would you set to major in as a backup plan? Or you don't really right. at the moment? Um, I, I always tell my parents, at least, um, I'll consider like architecture architecture or something um because their pay is i'm pretty oh, i'm pretty joke. yeah and i'm pretty good at math i think yeah so i think <laughs> i mean i think i could pull it off if yeah. i if i really tried um just just stay in school and do music after yeah. i do my homework and yeah i'll be i'll be pretty set I'll, I'll priority is school but second priority is music yeah for I can can actually relate to that because I didn't really get into music music and wanting to cover stuff and making my own stuff until like, wow, like nine months ago, almost a year ago, because I've been singing for a year now and I taught myself guitar for four years now and I'm just teaching myself a bunch of stuff. But I actually was going to be a kinesiology major. I was going to go into the nursing field for sports medicine Mm. because I was so in love with track and field because I did pole vaulting, but my leg is giving out and it's catching up with me. So I'm like, okay, I need to like find something else. I don't really have a passion as strong as it for anymore. So there was an artist I found, Rex Orange County. And this once, yeah, this one song, I told you this, sunflower that made me just want to be a musician it just made me want to feel like I'm in front of a crowd and I think you share that passion too you know once right. over, once your songs are debuting they become bigger you know nothing feels better than performing for people that want to listen to you just to you like 
yeah um, it's just yeah, an something you made yourself yeah just thinking about that is just mind-blowing like I just can't get over it and that's like I think that's the drive all musicians have that's just really amazing but the music industry can be kind of kind of sly sometimes you know what I mean it's not it's never ever um oh it's rarely ever um uh definite you it's never always 100% that you'll have it forever so um there's a risk but also the reward is that you know that high of being being yourself for yeah being yourself now what would you be doing if it wasn't for music like would you just be a normal high school student or sport more into other kind of sports or where would you be um I think all right I wrote in my notes I wrote a little bit of notes I'd just be a regular high school kid I'd probably just do a sport I'd play soccer um I'd, I'd you know I'd hang out with my friends as usual um I just wouldn't have one piece of my personality I guess which is music um so I'd just be pretty normal I think would you consider consider ever majoring in music if it ever gets to those lengths um right now I would say no um I don't know I don't think I've been told that you can totally go into the industry without college music related college yeah um, and so I would think that that would be a good place to like do my backup plan <laughs> or, yeah. yeah I mean I could still be able to strive for music um while doing something else yeah um but yeah right now I wouldn't consider um music in college not that I'm considering any college at all really right now oh I see I see so you might be taking just another approach maybe afterwards but that's just a brainstorm idea right now oh no I mean I don't even know what I'm gonna do afterwards I'm probably gonna do something in college but I don't know what that is yet probably not music though yeah because you mentioned you know homework then music but I'm a music industry major so my is music and I just love it (laughs) I really do I mean the people that I've met so far in my classes some people listening in on this broadcast is just amazing I just love it I want to transfer to uh I want to transfer to UCLA or Chico State for music industry and all the all the classes I'm gonna take next semester is gonna be music I'm gonna make connections I'm gonna meet people I'm gonna learn production and just the thought of that makes me more excited than anything so that's more of a reason why I'm in it because it's just meeting people and in that sense kind of like how I was in track and field it just kind of correlates and I just put two and two together and I thought well I don't want to do anything else like once I get a song down once I do this it's just amazing you know yeah, that's definitely an important part. Like, um, um, I think that the fact that um, I could have the opportunity to uh, meet all these people who are interested in the same things as I am, um, I mean, that would be cool, but also at the same time. It's a risk. Probably, it's a risk. Right, there's some risk to it. Um, so as I said, always have a backup plan. Yeah. But, you know, 
maybe 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 if I'm good enough, my parents will let me, you know, go to music school. Yeah, my parents, they don't really not that they don't care, but they trust me that, you know, wherever I go, I'll be successful. I believe that too, because I'm more of a growth mindset. So wherever I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna do my best and stuff. So like throughout quarantine, I've right. been getting better at singing I've been getting better at music I've been trying to meet more people all that good stuff I've been trying to be productive throughout this year. and I think you are too because I met you on the a blue skies discord off of TikTok <laughs> yeah and yeah. met so many other cool people so many For sure yeah yeah so I mean I'm actively trying to you know just do stuff so like that people in our like circle I guess right? yeah personality circle yeah yeah um how would you say music has changed your life up to this point um so um so it's given me kind of like hope as i said to do something uh for the rest of my life that i enjoy being me for the rest of my life um, yeah i mean what else does anyone want from that i mean it doesn't get better right. than that, really yeah, if you love your job, then you'll love your doesn't feel like a job. Whatever. It doesn't feel like a job. Right. It's it's just work it's it's um doing what you want, basically. And so music is giving me hope to like um to achieve that future is how I would say it. Just um being artists and you wanna be like them too, you know? Right. And even if it doesn't truly work out how I want to in my goals. I mean, I'll still be able to do it whenever. So it'll always be something for me to do. Um, yeah, it'll always be something for me to do. It'll always just be a part of you, but depending on where things go, then that's where, you know, it'll take you. For sure. Now, this yeah. question is kind of a curveball, but what is the most useless talent you have? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. Um, you can see it in my in my uh camera but yeah i could see uh, right here there are rubik's cubes i i, I actually, <laughs> I actually yes. used to be a cuber my time was oh. like 20 seconds i wasn't that good but i was all right but <laughs> man uh in sixth and seventh grade i had this this phase of rubik's cubing right and yeah, i would I just had, i was just I, I totally understand i totally a lot of us had this yeah. i guess that's it's it's so funny but um, I would go to like, I would train myself, right? Beat all these personal bests. And then I eventually go to a competition. Yeah. Um, but I was like 12 and my personal best was 9.18 seconds. And oh. so <laughs> my useless talent would be quickly solving the Rubik's Cube. I would spend two years. That was like, instead of music, right? Yeah. Imagine if it was just Rubik's Cubing. And yeah. And so, and so that was just one huge part of my personality, just solving a puzzle really fast. Um, well, I mean, but, there ha I'm sure there has to be some like subconscious elements that help you out, like figuring out a Rubik's Cube really fast. It teaches you like, you know, trial and error that you can apply to your music and just small things like that that's just incorporated into yourself, you know? Yeah, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, but yeah, I feel like, music would be more um usable in the future imagine making an occupation out of rubik's cubing that would be cool but the only rubik's cubing is kind of like pole vaulting you could really only make a living off of it if you're the best 
or like if you're the yeah. top, top top you know what i mean like even you, yeah yeah you've seen the professionals they're crazy right crazy or when they solve it with just like looking at it like, like blindfolded like that's crazy yeah they already that would take a lot more dedication than i've put yeah. into music so <laughs> but um now the next question what what is one thing you wish you knew about music earlier like if you were to tell billy a year ago about music or a couple years ago what would you tell him so um i just try to explain to him how i perceive the mastering process um i'm not in a position to like spend a lot of money on other people mastering my tracks and so yes i, I try to learn myself right yeah i'm i'm in the same same thing too same thing too right so i'd probably just stuff him with information about mastering what i didn't even know what mastering was before i just thought it was like oh you just lay out the song no no good mastering really there's people that their jobs are just to master songs for people and it's just it's really important yeah they could definitely just make a living off of it if they're good enough you know yeah and i respect that i respect that but also i don't have that type of money so i guess to save myself some time i'll just teach myself how to make master instead yeah like especially with covid it's just the golden age for teaching yourself how to do lots of stuff you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure i totally agree with that yeah so like um I actually have like music journals a music binder where i just go on youtube and i learn you know some scales some riffs you know some how to master how to reverb so it doesn't sound weird you know how to how to eq yeah. properly just stuff like that you can find everything on youtube it is crazy it is actually crazy and it'll save you a lot of money it'll save you how much you so use it. much money yeah i I think I'm like I mentioned before, I've been seeing for a year now and I just taught myself. I just went on YouTube. I'm like, hey, here are the best warm-ups. And I just did them every day. And if I didn't have time, I just do it in the shower. My parents would be like, stop singing. I'm like, I don't care. I'll get better at this. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally the same. Only I'm on the um I'm on the I'm on the music side of TikTok. They're like doing all these yes. master tutorials in like a minute and what? all these singing singing yes, uh, I, I, practices well, and stuff i follow a bunch of um creators <laughs> like that but you know jacob collier i forget i believe the type oh yeah 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 that guy yeah i know him. <laughs> dude breathes music and it's it sounds beautiful i his breathing's beautiful the way he makes music's just that guy's crazy he just resound yeah like he just <laughs> is music theory like he's just kind of you can make anything sound good it's so awesome you know yeah but um another question is what is your biggest mistake in you making music and how'd you learn from it or how are you gonna get back from it um i don't know uh there's a lot of mistakes that could be made um i guess the biggest one with releasing this song that i made i guess i didn't I probably should have submitted it to stores sooner. Um, but the thing with music is that um, when it comes to like process and stuff, it's all subjective. Yeah. And so I probably made a mistake, but 
I mean, no one's really going to ridicule me for it. No, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, you're just, it's the learning process. You're a sophomore in high school. You, you just went into a sophomore in high school. You have two more years of just, you know, living as a teenager to figure how stuff works out, you know? Right. And so I'll just figure out what goes best along the way. Yeah, because um, <laughs> uh, I like, I relate to that because in high school, I would just try out so many things. I would try out everything. I did robotics. I did wrestling. I did cross country. I did, um, I did pole vaulting. I did a like high jump for a bit. I just, I want to try out everything. I want to see what I'm good at. And it's like, you know, I could get better at anything if I put my mind to it. And so then, you know, from freshman to sophomore year, I was kind of more like a little bit of robotics, but more towards wrestling and cross country. And then from sophomore to senior, it's like, I love pole vaulting. So two years of just straight training and stuff. And then, oh, my leg hurts. So I'm like, okay, let, let me try something else. Oh, I've been playing guitar. I've been singing for a bit. I'm getting good at it. You know, let me do something with this. Let me try this out. And then, oh, you know, let me minor in business because music industry and business kind of correlate. So that'd be my backup sure. plan. It's just thinking of a bunch of things, you know, just try everything out. Kind of like a ba- like a newborn baby. Just they suck on everything. Like, you know, from, and it's, you know. Yeah. And it's like trial and error. Yeah. It's trial and um, error, basically. So just do everything, see what works. And uh, that's my plan. There's no really wrong move. Yeah, in this scenario, my parents would tell me there's not really a moment where you feel like you failed. Only when you stop trying, because everyone fails. That's just how it is. But you're not a failure if you fail and you keep moving forward, because the quote that I stick to is winners aren't winners because they win all the time. They're winners because they don't let losses win them. Right. So that's something that stuck to me. I just keep because let me tell you, let me tell you, I went to a talent show. This is when I've been seeing for like two months and I sounded terrible. I sounded, I sounded bad. My friends, they lied to me about, I sounded good. Those listening, I know you're lying. My friends listening, I know you guys lied to me. It's fine. I saw the videos. I deleted the videos. (laughs) I just, but me doing look where we are now yeah look where we are now I mean me doing bad made me want to be good I don't like being bad at things so I'm just I want to be better at it you know what I mean right yeah always strive for the best yeah Uh, but Rex Orange County said um uh shoot winners never quit so quitters never win um oh I like that that's a pretty I like that but um Another question is, have your closest friends helped you in your music career? And I actually saw in your music video, there's other people that you had, you know, in the video. So I'm guessing they're your closest friends, you know, or how they helped you out, you know? Right. So in that video, um, there's Connor. Um, he's in a gray hoodie and he has a blue lightsaber and he's just beating me. Yeah. Um, I see, I see and, and we're chilling at the, we're chilling at the fireplace too, but the main part is he's beating me. And then my other friend Andy, he's in the green when uh with the green lightsaber, he's also beating me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh um, so Connor's the one who made the video, um, like did all the color grading and all the editing and directed yeah. it and stuff. 
and um, we used Andy for his drone because that last shot, that was a drone shot. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Really uh, I would never be able to make a music video on my own. And you had to, I'm guessing your friends, they're really good to you, honestly. Like, I could think you, right. just, you guys just get along easily. You guys made a music video together, <laughs> God's sakes, you know? Yeah, so um, uh, they were just there because it was for the sake of um, making the video. But for sure, they're like my really good friends. Um, yeah. And all my other friends, right, who even weren't in there, um, whether it's emotionally, like helping me keep go going or yeah, giving me uh, things to write about, um, you know, they're always there. And that goes with, I don't know, anyone you may, uh, may, come, I may across. come across. Yeah. Right? Like parents, brother, you know. Yeah. And I was, while, when I was listening to the song, I was looking at the the cover page thing you know like the little icon with the picture i was mm -hmm. like hold on a minute this isn't like a camera shot photo this is like it looks like something's been painted or something like it looks it looked pretty cool it looked like some watercolor i'm like wait a minute what what, what was up with that oh okay so i don't know this is kind of unrelated from like friends and stuff um i made the cover um <laughs> from from Photoshop, and I got Photoshop from my uh, digital arts class that I took oh, this year. You see, yeah, it's, that's smart. When yeah. I took photography, I when I used to be a photographer, when I do photo shoots for people, I would use my school account to use like Lightroom and Photoshop. And I was, <laughs> so I was like, I took advantage of saving four hundred dollars. <laughs> right, and the funny thing is with that is that if it were not for quarantine, um then I would not have done graphic design because I probably would have done something like speech because I need that to graduate. But my, um, oh, but my dad said, is a, speech is a requirement at your school. Right. And so I have to do speech, but I haven't done that yet because my dad wanted me to do it when school comes back, which oh, like when whenever you get the, the experience, you know, public speaking experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and, and so, Oh no, you can yeah. see. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. And so, Instead of speech, I would take graphic design, um, and and I get this the whole Adobe uh, store um, for like a whole year. <laughs> so, you just, just con them, man. You just right. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm using it for my own gain. For my own gain. I mean, it's working <laughs> out, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it was it was just really simple. I just put an oil paint filter over it, and then just. Yeah, I thought that looked filter. pretty cool, honestly. Like, it added a cool little, like, little little spice to it. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah. but this is kind of, like, a random question. Like, you mentioned speech, because I actually did speech and debate. That's, an, like, another thing of me just trying everything. <laughs> and so right. I'd have to memorize, like, a 12-minute speech that I wrote. And it was, like, 11 pages long. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man. I'd go to tournaments and for a month I was doing really good. But then once track season came, I'm like, all right, I got to stop. You know, I wasn't putting in the effort, not because like, oh, I'm a lazy person, but it's like, I'm putting my time to something else that I can be good at because for track and field, I was actually getting towards like the college level for track and field. So when I started pole vaulting in sophomore year, I was like at nine feet. That is not that good at all. And then, 
towards the beginning of my senior year, I was vaulting like 15 and a half feet. And <laughs> I'm afraid of heights, like deathly. <laughs> I really am. Like you take me to the second floor of a mall. I can't go near it. I can't go near the rails. I need someone to stand there. I, I just can't. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, I do Are it you... because I'm scared of heights. That's why I do it. Is it it's like good. a thrill? It's not a like skydiving kind of like people yeah, do that for like, a thrill. It's more like meditating almost. It's weird like when you're in the air and you feel yourself that high and you're falling down it just feels like you're flying and you don't even remember the vault. Only a couple, really only a couple. There's like one I remember where I I beat my personal record like 5 times in one competition. I went from like 11 feet to like 13 feet and everyone was like oh my goodness how is this random kid doing this because no one expected me to go like near the college level and I'm like I didn't really not that I listened to my haters and stuff but I was just like you know I'm doing it because I want to do it it's fun and stuff so it's like yeah I kind of take my work ethic from pole vault and convert it to music and everything else I do, the job they're working at. And yeah. Yeah. Just striving and showing other people who may doubt you, like, um, like you can do so much better. Yeah. Like I, I like haters. I hate to say it, but I, I like haters a lot. I like them more than supporters. That's just me. I like, I'm in love with the snakes. Yeah. Snakes <laughs> are the ones who drives me. Yeah. Like, I really like being told I can't do anything because then it makes me like more motivated to do things. Because if someone tells you, you know, oh, you're good at something, they don't really provide feedback unless you're really actively seeking for it. But haters, it's like, oh, I don't like this and this. And it's like, well, I'm gonna get better at that. So you won't like it more and I'll be better at it. Other people like it more. And it's just a process that just keeps going, you know? Right. And then when they are like, oh, wow you got so much better and I respect that that's a yeah. great feeling it is absolutely great feeling like I've had people tell me like I should stop singing and I'm like I don't really I don't take it a heart at all like I take good news and bad news to the same level like when I get good news I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing I'm like okay that's cool like let's take a step back you know let's analyze everything you know so right. it's kind of more like that I don't know if you get that same kind of association. Oh, yeah, for sure. I do get that. Yeah. Now, if you had a larger budget more than what you have in your room, what would you spend it on? Like, say, if you could spend whatever you want. Like, there's no cap with the money. So, um, like, say you is a, like an, an Ikea of just music stuff. <laughs> anything. Anything you want. Even the whole right. What you need? Um, I when it comes to instruments, I don't think I'd get that much. I'd probably get like a electric guitar because that seems cool, or a ukulele because that also seems cool. Um, but mostly I like focusing on making like simplistic things, like just my guitar, into into like something more. Um, and other than that, maybe like I'll use it for ad- advertisements. Maybe I'll try to ad- push out my song ad- for advertisements, but I can't do that yet. Yeah, but uh, they're so important. I never realized how important they were because if the algorithm doesn't go towards you, you need to like, you 
I hate bring to the song say, towards the algorithm. Yeah, you gotta put money on it. You have to like one of my videos on Instagram. I actually got like twenty bucks from Instagram one time, and I'm like, oh, I put this on advertising, and then my video reached like. 10k views i'm like oh my goodness this is awesome <laughs> and then my next video got like 500 views i'm like no no yeah and it's crazy though like what the advertising what advertising you can do on like instagram or facebook like it's yeah it's crazy cheap to what i thought it would be it's just um i'm not going to say it's like only yeah. an amount but it's like i would think that i need a lot more money to to achieve what yeah, know, it's i thought a lot more take not affordable it's like more in like comfort zone of spending more of you right. know yeah and then like i could try it out for a little bit i could shoot it towards people who um you know who would, might like it more because i can pick the demographic it goes to i guess yeah i and, get what you mean and so i don't know advertisements would be cool and maybe omnisphere hey might as well just <laughs> grab it while it's there you know right yeah uh, or or just these crazy expensive you know Plugins Crazy expensive stuff. plugins and you know it's fine that's all i need you know <laughs> right like that's the one thing i kind of maybe dislike like it. about any type of art right like yeah. it takes each one has like its own like different part where it's like oh if i had enough time or money i could be so much better um so i wouldn't use money as an excuse i would just just use it more like, as a drive you know right like work towards it instead of just imagining when it'll come yeah, because, like, I have a belief that I formed, like, very, very recently that I just, off of analyzing interviews with musicians and stuff and watching podcasts and analyzing stuff is that it doesn't really, like, it does matter about how much money you have. It's just pay to win sometimes. But really, what, <laughs> makes, an, what makes an artist is, like, what you work with, what you have, you know? You give right. them a hundred dollar budget, they can make something. You give them a ten thousand dollar budget, they can make something. You know, that's what really makes a versatile musician like great. You know, like um, for sure, like Prince plays any every instrument, every instrument, and you know, it may not be like our kind of music type, but I think we can both appreciate. He was a musical, like right. He was, he was a music man. Yeah, yeah. He, he was his own band, dude, and he didn't really you know, he kind of worked with the little he had and just became everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Spe on the note of artists, what would you think makes you different from other artists right now? Um, so, I mean, I guess what, uh, this is a rhetorical question. Yeah. Uh, what makes anyone different from like anyone else? It's just like pure style. Um, what that difference in style that i create is as far as i'm concerned i'm not really sure yet because you know as i keep out. going it'll it'll change obviously yeah um but the one thing i think i kind of have a difference in most of the people in the uh the music world i'm i'm a little bit younger and so i have like a perspective of things like you know trick-or-treating when was the last time someone wrote a song about not being able to trick-or-treat yeah anymore? and i get it Jimmy. yeah because uh yesterday you know um working on my homework and stuff and then I hear a door open and close and I look out the window and my parents they're going to trick-or-treat they go to a couple they go to a couple houses with my little brother I'm like did he even ask me well like you know it's fine <laughs> you know it's yeah. cool it's cool it's fine it's like I'm not hurt yeah, by it I'm not hurt just give me some skittles and I'll be fine I'll be fine <laughs> but yeah I I take 
I understand that that question of yours, you know, what really makes people different, but I think it's just not what makes people different, but what makes you appeal to people. You know what I mean? Like when you build right, and it, everyone Yeah. Everyone um I don't know, in art, everyone's gonna have their demographic. You just have to hit your demographic. I mean, I guess it doesn't really apply for absolutely everyone, but I'm yeah. pretty confident that a lot of people, probably most people, if they ever make something art related, they'll yeah, have their demographic that will enjoy their things. Yeah, like say you take someone that is like a metal singer, you know, if you bring them to Southern California, people are going to think he's bad, you know, but if you bring him to like North of New Orleans or somewhere more like the middle east people are going to think it sounds awesome you know what i mean it's applying to your demographic and it's just it'll your your uniqueness will it'll come out you know right because ultimately art is subjective and yeah there's no wrong answer and someone will enjoy it this is why i hate english exams this is what (laughs) (laughs) multiple choice english exams are the worst if you had a section to write out your answer instead of like picking stuff or like picking multiple choice the world would be such a, a better place in general like because yeah i just I'm, interpreted that yeah differently what do you mean it's wrong it's what not wrong? It's wrong it's like this is the right answer and like no this is another <laughs> answer you know what i mean right yeah totally but yeah it's just how because everyone perceives different things so much like my girlfriend she's a major in chemistry and I'm a music industry major and I'm really good at writing so you know it's like say if when I start doing my labs and stuff I can get help from her because she's from (laughs) the field of like medical field but say I need or she needs help and like you know her communications class her writing or say like you know she has to take one music class I believe it's uh I don't know why, but it's like one of her requirements for a minor she mm. has. But you know, she could ha- she could ask me for help. Oh, let me tell you the key signature. Let me tell you the time signature. Let me tell you everything. <laughs> you can't shut up, and it's just you know, different perspectives really bring people together. Because if you all saw things the same, it would be so boring. You right. know? Art would not be subjective, and there would definitely be a lot of wrong answers. No, if everyone saw yes, things the same. Was. Because everyone sees the same thing, but different same things. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. But uh, something I read in one of the books that I'm reading, it's uh, how music works. It's how the music industry provides an illusion of individualness, where Mm. how how playlists are generated and stuff. And so it, it like... It takes the songs you're listening to, kind of like Pandora, Spotify. It takes the songs you're listening to, and there's actually like minor components. It takes the rhythm in the account. It takes the tempo. It actually like analyzes everything. And then, you know, if you don't like the song, it crosses things out and replaces it. And then, you know, it gives you more songs you like, but that takes away from your individualness because then you're not exposed to newer music. So then that's how that's how different groups of you know people of music are created you know like people that like punk people that like edm you know because they they're accounted to the music they listen to so say they find a new song that they like it's because it's generated from their taste 
but that's a lot of other people's taste. So it's an illusion of uniqueness. Right. I thought that yeah. blew my mind. I actually yeah. blew my mind. But another thing I was reading, I think you could take some insight from is um how oh I had a brain fart. Wait. <laughs> no, how um that I completely forgot. Wait. <laughs> give me like five seconds and if i yeah. can't come up with it let's we'll go to the next question we can edit this in post <laughs> we can edit this we can edit this but i completely forgot the question but um no, good. if it comes back i'll mention it but next question is like what makes you you like not even just unique like what makes billy billy you know what i mean right so um, you know, obviously this will change as anyone would. Yes. Like yes. what would make them them. Um, really, I think my personality is around um, creating things. Um, I, uh, we were talking about that, um, that feeling of um, like completion um, and like sharing our sharing, creation. sharing ideas with people and making things that sound amazing. You know what I mean? Right. And the return and the satisfaction of, um the feedback that you get um i don't know like no i completely i completely get what you're trying to say like it's just it's a hard thing to explain but it's an easy thing to understand you know right it's just it's just a feeling that's there um what makes me um me is how i guess i perceive you know my own feelings um yeah and that might be different for like someone else or something. yeah because how i think about it is you and billions of other people in the past have had those feelings before but you're the one billy in the world you know what i mean you're the one you so that's how right. it gives it like indiv- individual like individuality yeah, individuality <laughs> but that's what kind of makes it unique and not new unique at the same time it's such a weird concept of uniqueness it's just right like, like we were talking before um yeah um like what even makes things unique you know what i mean right like talking about you know how different things come up and how you make communities and you know yeah it's just no one's the same and pointing out the things that are different from everyone else is hard because someone there's a word to describe everything yeah except for exactly how you are yeah oh uh, I, th- I think this is one of the points i was going to point out that i forgot but it's that it's that um human emotion never really gets old it's just everyone's constantly growing up everyone's constantly going through feelings and getting all of those motions and so it's hard to like just put to the side it's like you can't just say oh we felt that before you know let's get a right. new feeling or something you know that's not how it works right you know so every feeling there's also a different degree of it that we don't know is different exactly just yeah put it under the same word to describe yeah. it even though that might not be the same word because love or happiness sadness in the 1800s is the same exact feeling people feel now but it's just how it's like interpreted differently and that's just a weird concept you know what i mean like right there will never be enough words to describe yeah like everything ever like say the happiness you feel right now like you know cavemen were feeling that same exact feeling you know 
Oh, right. Yeah. I've never yeah, they, about they were feeling sadness. They were feeling pain. It's the same exact thing, but it's just how it's, di- you know, maybe they're thinking about the same exact, exact, like things that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Like, like you know, they had not, not just emotion. Yeah. Like ideas. they had like cave paintings. They had, you know, they painted stuff on rocks, you know, and then, you know, later in time they had quilts, you know, they have stories on different boxes and it's just, it's amazing how, things are created throughout time with the same concepts, you know? Right. Yeah. And so leading back to the question, um, there's no way to describe anything about uniqueness except for the fact that I know that you and I are unique. Yeah. um, For reasons undescribable. Yeah. And for our final question of the podcast, thank you for, being on the podcast by the way thank you for everyone listening thank you for having me but my last question was what would you be your message to any fans or any anyone just listening in on the podcast like what is a message that billy has to tell for people uh for sure so i would think that the biggest message i'd give to anyone would be to have a balance and with that balance or diversity in what you do um you'll you'll find your way through and you'll just have to go with the flow um it's easier said than done obviously but just sticking to it sticking to not sticking to one thing um i think that right now i think that would get me far and i think that would get anyone far amazing response from amazing musician thank you for letting me have you on this podcast billy it was an amazing experience the musician musician production person production person you know yeah thank you for having me jordan it's oh. it's really nice to talk again yeah like it, <laughs> especially just music in general right yeah and talking to anyone over quarantine yeah <laughs> yeah quarantine. it's a conversation yeah you know? it's so hard to really just talk to people but i guess pod i've been watching lots of podcasts podcasts help bring people like people who are talking together and the people who want to listen on the people talking together you know what i mean for sure. Hey, yeah. well, it's nice having you on Kuyamaka Conversations. You have a good day, Billy, and take care. See ya. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Bye. Here we have Billy's newest single, I Won't Be Going Trick-or-Treating This Year. Enjoy.